Good morning, Paul. Come into the office. How are you, how are you feeling? What's been on your mind? Ah, uh, Dr. Hefty Pile of Podcast. Yeah, I just thought I'd pop in. We had an appointment today, so I'd come in. Yeah, Yeah. This well, last time wasn't meant to be our last one, but you did ask for one final one, so, you know, let's... Uh, what, what's been going on? Have you been thinking about your comics or reading any or, you know... No, I haven't been reading any comics, so... I haven't been thinking about DC events. Uh, oh, do, do you know what this means? No. You must be cured of it, DC as it is. What? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Hmm. Oh, I better go and buy some Marvel comics. Wait, what? No, I... I I'll... DC OCD, the DC events podcast normally, but today it's, uh, well, it's not focused on any single event because we have done 51 DC events and we are now just talking about uh, all of the DC events and wrapping this thing up because we have reached so close to the present day, there's no, there's no room, Mike, there's no space, is there? No, no. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like... I want to say a best of? No, it's more like an, a DC anthology of DC events. <laughs> yeah, we're too close to the present day to talk about the legacy and impact, so we have to stop at this point. It's a, mm. yeah, um, it's time to get off the train. We will get on another train at one point, but, you know, at this point, um, that ship has sailed. No, these are uh, oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Choose a mode of transport. <laughs> This Although I have to say, it's nice that we've landed on episode 52. Yeah. 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 Totally coincidental. A wink. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, that other voice you can hear, that is Mike Garvey. He's my uh, my podcasting dude. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of DCACD. Yeah. So, because we're not focused on any one event... Um, We've asked a few people to let us know what their favourite event was, so we've got a bit of feedback, so we'll sprinkle that throughout. But uh, we will talk about our personal top three, because because we've always ranked things based on these, you know, uh, gestalt scores by several people, but we've never mm. said, you know, this is my personal favourite, or this is your personal favourite. We've never said yeah. that. I, I mean, I just said it then, but, you know. <laughs> we, we haven't said it. In detail or in brief, like you just said. Yeah, yeah, we haven't answered the things that I just said. That's what, no. I, that's what I'm I, trying I think, to say. I think the plane is sailing. So. <laughs> the plane is sailing. The monorail is off the... Monorail. <laughs> the monorail is out of the canal. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, so firstly, let's have some feedback on previous episodes. So uh, we heard from Keith Colbeck from Canada on Event Leviathan, so let's hear that. Hi, DCOCD. This is Keith Colbeck from the We Talk Comics podcast. Thanks so much for the great run. Uh, I've enjoyed every episode and have gone back to read events that I had not touched before because of what you said on the show. And uh, uh, I will say to the last episode on Leviathan... uh, Big Mark Shaw from the 80s, 
did not see this coming, and my reaction was still, oh, okay, it's him. Uh, I, of course, know Mark Shaw from that much-beloved DC event, Millennium. Uh, I know you guys all love that. So thanks again. Hopefully we'll see more episodes from you, uh, and uh, we'll talk again down the road. Yeah, Mark Shaw, yep, came out of nowhere, didn't it? Um, and, yeah, having done all these events, I have a little bit more soft... Uh, uh, a softer spot for Millennium than when I started, I think. Um, not gonna, not gonna lie. Um, it, it was a simpler time when. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> to be honest, I've not thought about Millennium since I read it, um, mm. and I haven't revisited. Uh, you know, uh, the first appearance of Extrano in issue two is um, that's a future key. You know that, mate. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Underrated. Go buy it now. It's cheap. Um, <laughs> all right. We also heard from Michael Bailey on Event Leviathan, and he said, <clears throat> I can't do a Michael Bailey voice. It's always nice to hear a new episode of the show, and it's even better when Dr. Ange is involved. Event Leviathan was at an odd point for me because it was right around the time I noped out of the Superman books because of what Bendis was doing with them. I'm glad that Mike enjoyed what he read, though, because I like when people like what they like. That's oh wow! I like when people like what they like. He, he's happy that people are finding their joy in something. Wow! Yeah. No, that's a great positive attitude to have uh, towards other people's interests and towards people enjoying comics. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes on, unlike Michael Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I did, I also love Dr. Andrew's theories. The only one that I didn't buy was that New 52 Superman is Leviathan because that has more to do with the fact that he was just retconned out of existence during the Superman Reborn storyline. The way I read that he never even existed and that it was all just a ruse. Good to see the ruse coming back. On the part of Mixelplick. I know he made an appearance in in the Sideways Annual, but I never read that, so I'm not sure how that worked. It's Grant Morrison, Dan DiDio. Anything is possible. Uh, great episode, as always. I'm a bit sad that you're heading towards the end of the road for now, for this show. But it's been a fun ride. Mm. It's been a good paddle, uh, as we would say. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Sorry, I, I was just... It's a low-hanging fruit, having a crack at you for going on. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love right. you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mike, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, we had a comment uh, from Jeff R. Uh, on DCOCD 50, Heroes in Crisis, and Jeff wrote, It's probably not too soon to discuss the impact and legacy of Doomsday Clock, such as it is, but Event Leviathan makes a better high point to go out on. Anyway, Heroes in Crisis. I think you're right about it being too clever and glib for its subject matter. The Watchmen and Vision gags fell flat hard for me. And I think the impact of the document dump was completely dropped. Those files had secrets, including secret identities, not just the fact that these people are in recovery. The Wally West of it all got me thinking. Who else could have fit the role and improved the story? My answer is Guy Gardner. It looks like the Green Lantern fiefdom was having nothing to do with this crossover, but I think it would have worked, and that a mission of making Guy sympathetic by the end of the story would have been a challenge that King could have risen to. Also, Harley beating the Trinity is even more BS fight than Deathstroke versus the League in Identity Crisis. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. But I'm glad it wasn't uh, Guy Gardner, because I like Guy Gardner, and, and I wouldn't want Heroes in Crisis inflicted on any hero. <laughs> right, yeah. 
I mean, that, that shouldn't happen to people. No. So thanks, Jeff. Sorry we, we missed that comment uh, last episode, and you probably went, oh, I listened to this crap for nothing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be... No, no, I'm sure he didn't say that. <laughs> or, or think it. Uh, we got a comment from Moby. Moby1 on the DCOCD episode... Moby. Rebirth, 47, he's a bit behind. But he said, uh, this is perhaps my favourite DC book of the last five to ten years, and it's hard to top if you're a fan of Barry and Wally and their mutual history. I found myself mostly agreeing with Martin's points of view, but enjoyed the meta and editorial discussion around the book and what followed. I feel the book is a bit better than the score arrived at, but that is perhaps a function of the scoring categories and the different interesting and delightful points of view that came through in the discussion. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one shot, and you know, I know, I know how much Moby loves the Flash, so yes. it's a good one yeah. for him. And um, yeah, maybe he should uh, skip the event, uh, the Heroes in Crisis set. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Now it's time we're going to talk about what is your third favorite event of all the DC of DC events. Not you know, <sighs> you can't talk I... about Deathmate or um, Atl- oh, right. Atlantis attacks. Okay. Oh, what? Come on. <laughs> we might have to start a Marvel show in a similar format. <laughs> no. Oh, my poor wallet. Um, okay, I'm just going to start this off by saying I hate having to do ranked lists, which sounds ridiculous on a show which ranks events. But that's a bit different because every time I've appeared, I'm just, I'm just putting my scores on it. Um, so this was incredible. Out of all the things you hate, how much do you rank? You know, where does ranking things fall on that list of things that you hate? Oh, uh, this is going to be a long episode of uh. so. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Uh, after much deliberation, um, my third favourite event is Blackest Night. And this holds a soft spot for me because this was the first DC event that I was getting as it was coming out back in the day. So, and I, I was so mad keen for this because I, I was well and true. I was getting every Green Lantern book and, and, uh, collected trade to get me caught up to those present day books. Um, so I was mad keen for everything Lantern related. Um, and this was just a great horror story that, you know, was bringing people back from the dead and there was chaos in, in, in the galaxy with black lanterns coming back everywhere. Um, and yeah, it's, it, I just have such fond memories of, of getting this at the time and then going out and buying, um, uh, the heart. I, I bought hardbacks of, of the associated storylines as well for like the, the green lantern core, um, hardbacks that tied into this. So I had, I have the complete story there, uh, whenever I want. And I was getting the, the plastic lantern rings as well, you know. <laughs> wow, yeah. I was I was fully into this event, and it's it's such a great, um, yeah, coming together of all the heroes against the undead, basically, um, which was just so fun to see um, this DC wide horror story <laughs> taking place. Um, so I, I have a lot of fond memories of, of reading this. It's still a great story as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's blackest night for me mm. in third spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I bought all the hardcovers too, and I remember uh, fretting. I was fretting watching the schedule of when they would be released and how I would 
you know, managed to get them all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, what was that? Eight? Eight, if I recall correctly, including... That you know, sounds about right, yeah. Because yeah. I've got four of the hard covers, um, sort of bookended, acting as bookends for the, um, the, the eight issues of Blackest Night itself. So it's a nice little section there of my event shelf. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, my number three... Mm-hmm. Number three uh, is Cosmic Odyssey, and uh, oh yeah, yep, Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola, and yeah, this was uh, this was our eighth episode. If it, no, no, it, wasn't it our, was no, it was no. Our, no, I've got that wrong. This was our fourth. fourth episode. So, and that was really early in the in the run. I suddenly realised that I mean, I'd set up our zero issue episode. If you listen to our zero episode. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're only going to do events that have tie-ins and a main book and everything like that. And yep. a, few, a few episodes down the track, I went, that's, that's stupid because I can't talk about, you know, Death of Superman and, you know, Nightfall and things like that because they don't fit the structure that I laid out. But I also couldn't talk about Cosmic Odyssey because I love Cosmic Odyssey. I love the art. I love the story. Um, I know John Stewart gets, you know, uh, crapped on from a great height in that one, but I... I really like it. I love rereading it. It's fun. It's got some great moments. And it was pretty early in my um, induction into the DC Universe. And, it, and I thought it was just a brilliant book because it brought in all these different characters out of the context of their own teams and things. And, you know, they're off powering, you know, new team-ups going to different planets and having these fantastic adventures with a bit of shenanigans going on on Earth. And uh, I love the fact that uh, Batman rings Dr. Fate and asks him to keep, <laughs> keep an eye on Darkseid. That's... <laughs> On a payphone. On a payphone. I just love that. Yeah. That's that's one of the greatest moments in the history of the DC universe. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that didn't fit the you know the pure event structure that I was going for. But I realised it was so eventy and important to the the what was going on in the DC universe that I wanted to include it, and I really wanted to include it because I just dig the hell out of it, or dug the mm. hell, I mutually dig and dug the hell out of it. Dig so, Dog. Dig Dog. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chef's Kiss. Mwah. Love Cosmic Odyssey. Put it on the list for that reason. I have the original issues, but I have often thought, oh, I should really buy the hardcover of that. And then the hardcover goes out of print, and I'll like, oh, buy the softcover, and I'll look at the paper column. It's, oh, it's not as good as the original issues. And I, you know, But I think I do want it in a more prestige form than what I've got. So right. Keeping right. an eye out for maybe an oversized or something. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but great one I, I enjoy rereading that uh, Bat, Batman dives through a, a parademon's tummy in the middle of a fight <laughs> and if you haven't read that that probably sounds like a very weird sentence yeah yeah <laughs> you know in context that is a weird sentence yeah. that is a weird sentence alright speaking of weird sentences <laughs> what's <laughs> oh, right okay thank you uh, next, yeah, next up, we uh, had an email from Ange, Dr. Ange, and Ange wrote, congratulations on, quote-unquote, finishing the DCOCD show. Hard to believe you have run through all the major events. As you hint at, there will always be more events for you to cover, but you need some time for the thing to breathe to get a sense of impact. In particular, I've come to love the format, that what type, the what type of event discussion and eventiness, writing, art, legacy categories are all a nice way to review the books. So let's take a look back at these events and see which ones are my favourite. 
Crisis on Infinite Earth, I feel, will always be my favourite event. Massive interscope, major impact, we still say pre-slash-post-crisis, with great writing and art. It is the high watermark. In fact, it still irks me that a Marvel Mini is on top of the DC ladder. Yeah, I agree, Ange. Uh, boo to you guys. One Universe, Supergirl, Kara, out of comics for decades. Barry, out of comics for decades. It all worked. Kingdom Come is another great read, perhaps the event I reread the most. It shouldn't have impacted the DCU at all, and if it did, it should have been a warning to not make the universe go dark. Instead, DC looked at it as a primer, going overly dark thereafter. Finally, I like Final Crisis. There, I said it. Trippy, incomprehensible, bizarre, I love it. I could talk about a bunch more I love, uh, such as Death and Reign of Superman, Armageddon 2001, Dark Side War, but I'll be brief. And thanks for letting me take part in some of the discussions. Thank you, Ange. Yeah, thanks, Ange. A repeat guest and uh, great opinions and, uh, um, yeah, thinks a lot about stuff in a good way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christ on Infinite. That's, uh, yeah, I understand why some people love it so much. Uh, Kingdom Come. Um, right. Yep, that's another important one. Really good art and everything. But, yeah, so much. It wasn't meant to be an event that, you know, trickled into the DC universe and so much of it bled in. So, hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, we also got a clip from Tim Price. Tim Price from Batman and the Outsiders podcast and uh, the the Batgirl show um, over on the Right On Network with Right with a W. Um, well, Right with a GH as well because you can have Right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if you write. Clip. All right. Hi, Paul and Doctor Vujabudabujabudu. It's Tim Price, the Podcrasher here. I don't know why that name came from. I don't know why it stuck or anything, but there it is. It is what it is. And congratulations on DCOCD catching all the way up to the present day on events. I can't believe that you got to episode 51 and are stopping at episode 51 instead of when 52 is right there. It's right there. (sighs) But nonetheless... Congratulations. It's been so much fun listening to you go through these events and talk about them and even letting me join in a couple times as a semi-OCD and even once the full OCD, although I may not forgive you for the particular event we covered in that regard. But nonetheless, it's been a great ride all along. And in fact, I just have to say that when you started on this journey, I took, I guess, kind of a personal challenge to read along with the events I hadn't read before. So the ones I'd already read, yes, I just didn't, I wasn't going to reread those because plenty of these events have a lot of issues and take a long time. But for the ones that I hadn't read before, uh, it was really just something I wanted to try. I just wanted to see what I could do. And I held in there for quite a while. I really did. I think you saw the evidence of that, Paul. And you also saw the point when it's like, I just couldn't do it anymore. But (laughs) those events are still on my list. They're there on the list. I will get back to them at some point. And mostly it's because of you sharing the joy with them along with the show all that time. So I'm looking forward to when I feel like I can take the time and energy to get into them. I will be on with those events. And I'm probably going to re-listen to the show at that time too, just to enjoy the conversation. What are the other events that I did read along the way? Well, uh, there's quite a few of them. I can't list them all. So from the wall of shame of ones that I read. I had Amazon's Attack and Salvation Run. Yeah, those were there. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, we had Final Night. I know it wasn't necessarily a big hit with the scoring, but gosh darn it, I liked it. I was glad I finally got around to reading it. And of course, 
this one can't be mentioned enough. Superman New Krypton. Oh, such a glorious read. That was a real joy from beginning to end. So thank you again so much for this show. And I guess also, since I wrote my feedback to your show before realizing that you wanted this sent in as audio, it's like, ah, fine, I'll just read my own audio for you. Here we go. So from Tim Price, that's me, by the way. When I'm ready to get back into reading DC events, this one, meaning Event Leviathan, is definitely on the list because it sounds like one I'd enjoy. And while I love Ange's theory, I'm torn because I don't want Ted being a villain. It's like a repeat of turning Max Lord into a villain, but with a character I like more than Max. So yes, it's a cool concept, but thank goodness, no. All right, so going on to the favorite events, I can't do just one because rules are for suckers, but I'll keep this short. So favorite guilty pleasure, Young Justice Sins of Youth. I find myself preferring events that are big in scope, but not big in number of issues to read. This one is a fun bookend story, spins out of an all-time favorite series of mine, and it's just a delight to read. Not the best event, but I always enjoy it. Favorite new read from this show, Superman New Krypton. That's a huge story, and yeah, this forced me to take a break from keeping up with other podcasts at the same time. And I also had to take a break after reading this from doing any more events. This was the breaking point. I had to stop. But it was so amazing and totally worth it reading at the time. So thank you so much for getting me to try this particular event. Especially, Paul, you handing me along that reading list to follow. Oh, that was a godsend. Favorite all around. Countdown to final crush. (laughs) I couldn't even fake it. Okay, okay, I'm trying again. So favorite all around. JLA Avengers. Hey, Buziak, Perez, the two big teams. Captures the feel of Crisis on Infinite Earths without feeling as dense. It's compact publication of only four oversized issues. I've lost track how many times I've reread it. Love, love, love. All right, with that, again, thank you so much for the show. Good luck with your new interview show, Paul. And I look forward to hearing more from Waiting for Doom. I'm waiting for Waiting for Doom. Waiting. Oh, and let me know when you want Mephisto to do that Mr. Nobody impression. He's all ready to go. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tim. You had to read some crap for the show, officially and unofficially. Like, you you chose to read Amazon's Attack and Salvation Run. I mean, if you haven't read them, it's, you know, worth taking a a dip into some pools to go, oh, this pool's too cold and it's filled with dead bodies. Um, But (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed uh, The Final Night and New Krypton. Yeah, they're they're good events and they're fairly big ones. So, yeah, New Krypton, bit of a commitment. Um, yeah, so, Sins of Youth, yeah, that's your fave, that's a, that's a one, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't immer- immersed in, um, uh, I wasn't immersed in A Young Justice as such, so Sins of Youth was one that I looked at sideways and read later, okay. just for this show, but, um, New Krypton is underrated, I think, and, you know, at the time, people couldn't see the shape or how it was going to finish and everything, but, uh. Yeah, but you like JLA Avengers, so you must be very happy with how everything turned out on the ladder at this point. We keep talking about the ladder, Mike. Where's the ladder? The ladder can be found at our awesome website, which is waitingfordoom.com. And then if you go and look for the DC OCD cast page, we have two versions of the ladder. We have it in release order, or we have it in rank order. So if you want to listen to them in order, go to the release page. If you want to see where things ended up in terms of scoring, go to the rank order page. 
Yeah. And that's where you'll find the DC OCD events ladder. Yeah. All right. Thanks for keeping this canoe on the rails, Mike. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, Paul. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, our number two event. All right. Here we go. Here we go. My number two. I'm going to do my number two. <laughs> I knew you were, you were going to take that part. I knew it. I knew you were. Oh, God. Um, when you do things like this, it really gives me the shits, Paul. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. I'm going to take <laughs> serious face. All right. Number two. My second favorite event is 52. The, the, <gasps> the weekly event with 52 issues. Um... Yeah, I, it's not a traditional event in that it's kind of uh, it focuses on some lesser-known characters of the DC universe, or you know the the lesser stars of the DC universe. You know, not the any of the big seven particularly, and yeah. sort of meandered everywhere. But um, just just for the sheer audacity of it, and the fact that they, damn it, they pulled it off. Those beautiful bastards mm-hmm. pulled it off. They uh, you know yes. had four writers. It had lots and lots of artists with uh, sort of being guided by Keith Giffen doing the layouts and it had um, so many plots and everything and it all sort of weaved together and you know damn it if it didn't you know make uh, what's the word land the landing nail the landing it stuck the landing stuck the stuck the landing on the track. they brought that plane into the <laughs> wharf successfully <laughs> they did they docked it completely um <laughs> we, oh man we should not record early in the mornings um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant, and you know, it, while it is something I really love, it's it's a bit of commitment to reread, so it's not my mm. number one because uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, but yeah, fifty-two, uh, I it ranks very high for me, and I, I think everyone else ranked it pretty high too because it was you know it was right at the top end of our list. It's it's yeah. the third one, the third on our list. Yeah, well, equal we, second. Equal second with Crisis and Infinite Earths because there's some yeah. Marvel stuff. Yeah, you can hear list. people anyway. swearing about that right now. <laughs> mm. All right. Yes, Mike, what have you what have you got for number two? Uh, for my. Have you got to go number twos? <laughs> Paul. Uh, my second choice, second on my ladder of, of my my top three events is Invasion. Oh. Because I it's. I love sci-fi stories, and you can't get more sci-fi than a joint venture by aliens deciding to finally take over Earth, and all literally all the heroes of, of you know DC's Earth coming together to fend off these alien invaders, and it's such a fun story. Um, it's it's I think. I, I read part of this uh, you know years ago, but then read the I, I got the trade and you know reading the full story. I just love how it gives you this entire global view of, of what's going on um, and how, you know, different books will focus on different teams fighting in different parts of the world. Um, and I, I, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's so, so much fun. Um, and yeah, and there, there, you know, like there was back page stuff that was like news reports of who was fighting what and what was happening. And um I will admit that the um, there's a little bit of a Doom Patrol love in this as well, with Arani Desai sacrificing herself to um, help the Doom Patrol and the Sea Devils out in their story there. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I, I love it. It's just I find it a really fun adventure to read, um, and sort of 
I love how the aliens come together and then it all, their plan kind of all falls apart when the heroes get the upper hand. And um, uh, yeah, I have a massive soft spot for Invasion. So uh, that's at number two of my yeah. list. I, I do too. Uh, Invasion is in my top five. It, it's one of the um, first events I ever participate in, you know, when you... Mm-hmm. Starting yep. comics, so that was around the time I started. So invasion was one of the big things that you know happened straight off the bat, and it, you know it, at that point I was learning the language of events and the the concept of you know central book tie-ins, you mm. know side stories here and there, like you know some of this stuff matters, some of it doesn't. So yeah, it, it had a great scope and a great premise. I mean, it, it was really. Really a, a good one, so yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. And you know, some of the art is amazing in that. And um, you know, you got it starts off with uh, Todd McFarlane and ends up with Bart Sears, and you know, it's yeah, it's a good yep. one, it's a good one. Yep. Yeah, and the central book, it's so weird sometimes as well. It's not, <laughs> yeah, yes. And I think that I think that book made me realise what a you know a a, a top uh, what was the word a top tiered power guy uh, dead man is because uh, he does some key stuff at the end of that event mm. that um, is really really um, critical to the success of the missions so yeah. yeah and you know I rarely have I seen dead man do that sort of thing since so mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I love about some of these events is that they don't always rely on you know the trinity of, of Superman Batman and Wonder Woman or the Justice League it gives them a chance to to sh- for you to see the rest of the DCU and yeah. see that there there are heroes outside of those two groupings. Yeah, um, well, many of them even love. Yeah. yeah, many of them even predate the concept of the Trinity completely. So Ooh. you know there were yeah. there was no sense that it was you know the big three in the DC universe of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So hmm. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. High five. Yes, I am high fiving over the airwaves. <laughs> Alright, we got another lovely clip. Uh, This one's from Ryan Daly, so let's listen to that. Hello, Paul. Hello, Mike. And hello, Dr. Herman's Hermits. This is Ryan Daly from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, wishing you guys a huge congratulations on 51 episodes so far of DC OCD Cast. Man, DC OCD, that is a tremendous podcasting accomplishment. And from what I understand, a horrible, horrible disease uh, that threatens millions of people every day. Um, so you guys are doing a great job with that. Uh, you have made a, a thoroughly enjoyable uh, trip through the, the chronological history of DC's events. Uh, and I get a really big kick out of listening to every episode. I, I was a big DC reader for about a decade, like 2008 until 2018. And in that span where I was reading almost all DC products, the the one event that I think I collected with the most relish and most enthusiasm and enjoyment uh, was The Blackest Night. Uh, interestingly, because I am not a big fan of zombies, like in movies or, or fiction or comics, I, I'm not a Walking Dead fan or things like that, or like the Romero movies, uh, and I don't like the Marvel Zombies comic, but I really, really enjoyed what Jeff Johns and Ivan Race and, and Joe Prado and the other 
people involved in that story of taking the dead returning but putting the superhero spin on it. Um, just lush, lush covers from the deep blacks and the heavy shadings used on the art side with the, the colors of the, the whole emotional spectrum. The deaths that were shocking and brutal and the, the joy I felt at seeing some characters resurrected. Uh, really enjoyed Blackest Night as it was coming out. Um... The only other event that I did want to mention before I go, possibly my favorite DC event, and maybe some of that is colored by the nostalgia factor, because this was the first DC event that I read in its entirety. I collected it in the 90s, possibly because it was done in one week and it was so short, which was the Final Night book. I, I really enjoy that. I like how that plays out. I talked about it with Chad Bulkman on the Lantern cast years and years ago. Uh, obviously, our coverage wasn't nearly as good as your coverage on DCO CityCast. Why, why would I even bring up another podcast? But uh, no, that, that, I, I really enjoyed Final Night. I thought that was a great story at a time when I wasn't as invested in DC and those characters. Um, so I've always had a, a soft spot in my place, in my heart for that one. Um, but yeah, you guys, again, great job going through all of these at the speed and the rate that you've been able to churn these episodes out and cover these events. Um, I don't envy you guys for having to read all of these books, and especially those of your guests who had to read the Countdown books in the weekly series. That's, whew, that was rough. Um... And as always, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to be part of your journey uh, and having me be a guest on your episodes dedicated to Cosmic Odyssey and Rot World. Those were those were very fun events to talk about and discuss with you guys, regardless of where their final scores may have uh, left them on the rank. But uh, yeah, that's it. Great job again, Paul, Mike, and Dr. Hackensack. Uh, love you guys, and keep up the good work. Take care. Oh, yeah, another lover of Blackest Night, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's got, he's got good taste, that Mr. Daly. Yep. Yeah. And Final Night. Final Night is a really solid... It's a solid event. It's, um, yeah. you know... It's um, a good meat and potatoes event. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, that would... Uh, as you mentioned, your top five before, I think Final Night would be in my top five as well, because yeah. that was around the time I was kind of getting into... I, I missed a lot of that event, but um, I, I enjoyed the the theme of it all and, and the overarching um, plot. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we were mean to make people read um, Countdown Final Crisis, but, <laughs> but when you think it, it's Tim Price, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Lacey, Steve Lacey, you know, bit that bullet too. So yeah, he took it really that. seriously. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. oh, thank you, gents. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and who else did we hear from, Mike? We got a message from Bruno Batista, and he said, "Hi there." First, just want to say what a brilliant, brilliant podcast this has been. As a, as a long-time DC fan, it's been amazing to revisit all of these great and not-so-great stories once again. And I hope you had as much fun doing it as I had listening to it. Oh, thanks, Bruno. Uh, he said, as for favourites, uh, number one, Crisis on Infinite Earths. To this day, I'm still mad this event didn't get a perfect 100 on your scale. It set up everything, and it's the event that all other events look up to. Uh, number two, DC 1 million. One of the most fun times I had reading comics. Big fan of the Morrison JLA, and this was just a great story with an awesome plot and conclusion. And number three, JLA Avengers. As a fan, it was a dream come true. Done by a creative team that knew exactly the weight of the story they were telling and still managed to pull it off. That's my quick top three that would probably change if you asked me in five minutes. I hope to see this podcast come back eventually when there's a few more years of stories and impact to analyze. So here's to a 10-year reunion. Bruno. Thanks, Bruno. 
10 years. We, we'll probably come out before 10 years. Yeah. Just, I, I want to do this before I die. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree. Uh, DC 1 million. I won't say anything about it now, but uh, JLA Avengers, yes. Yes, JLA yeah. Avengers um, is amazing. But uh, I think Crisis on Infinite Earths, I mean, if, I would never give that to a, a newbie in comics and say, hey, read this, because it it's, it just doesn't work that way. It's, you know, it doesn't it doesn't easy win to anything. It, you know, it chucks you no. in the deep end of, yeah, of the train. It, um, especially now that we're in the uh, Infinite Frontiers era of DC. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, everything matters and everything is important and everything exists. But this earlier story says only one reality exists. Yeah. When you say Infinite Frontiers, I picture someone with lots of ears on their head at the front. Right. All right, um, we also got another clip from two uh, reprobates, so let's have a listen to this. All right, here's a special dedication to Dr. Snuffleupagus. Uh, We are teaming up in honor of your crossover podcast, Michael Bailey. Hello. And the Irredeemable Shag have done our own crossover of sorts to wish you guys congratulations on this amazing achievement. To be fair, this was part of my community service, but you know, we don't really <laughs> want to talk about that right now. <laughs> so, all right. First of all, I got to say, guys, I'm looking at the ladder here. And, you know, there's a lot I would agree with here. I do love it. Uh, JLA Avengers over Crisis. I don't know. I'm not so sure. But really, okay. Uh, Salvation Run was a crossover worthy of DC OCD? I, I don't think so, guys. Joker's Last Laugh? Yeah, they're still talking about that in DC. Or Rot World? None of these were worthy of an episode. And then I saw the magic. I saw the magic of the business <laughs> plan you guys put together where you land on episode 52, and I guess that makes Salvation Run worth it. So, well done. Well played. <laughs> let's let, let's put the brakes on that right, right away, Shaq. Nothing made Salvation Run worth it. <laughs> so, uh, no, with, uh, you know, Paul Paul and, and, and Dr. Uh, Hertz in Rental Place. That's his name. Uh, you know, the genius of this show uh, was not only, you know, the, the combination of the two main hosts, you know, Mike and Paul, who I think have some of the best chemistry of any podcasting duo that I listen to. I, I think the genius is, is that you kept bringing in guests. Now, I will point out that I was on the show more than Shag. Oh, my gosh. The the Eclipso episode was magic. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't as good as the the war, the new Krypton episode that Dr. Ange and I were on. So that's, you know. Eclipso versus new Krypton. Uh, <laughs> I think I just settled that argument right now. I, I, think, I think it was Dr. Ange that really made that episode and not me. But anyways, no, that's but fair. it's just the genius of having people on. And, and Paul said it in the last episode where he brought in people who had different opinions than him and none none more apparent than the heroes in crisis where i was listening to that and not agreeing with anything the people that he brought on but still not like hating them or anything i just didn't have the same viewpoint that they did uh i i think that's the genius of the show is that you're you're not only celebrating okay most Okay, like a third of the crossovers were worth celebrating. Um, <laughs> half were worth talking about. I think there's a quarter of there that need to be taken out back and shot execution style. Wow. But 
Genesis, come on. That's terrible. It, it is last so, on the ladder, to be fair. To, to, to be fair, also, you keep telling people it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was, it, I have had fun on podcasts before, but I rarely had the, the type of fun that I had on this show, both as somebody who participated in it and as, but mostly as a listener. Like this was always at the top of my listening stack when a new episode came out. And I'm behind on shows like crazy, but you know, like a new DC OCD comes out, which one, the genius of the name itself. Right. And, and actually, I, I hate to agree with Mike on much of anything, but yeah, right to the top of my podcast listening stack. And I'm years behind on almost everything else, but not DC OCD. It's fantastic. By the way, Shaq, we have already covered the engagement issue of of Lois and Clark. So wait a minute. I, <laughs> did you finish the Man of Steel miniseries yet? The first one? <laughs> but um, what is your favorite? But the, the question is, what is your favorite crossover? So uh, I will I will yield age before beauty in this case. Well, Without a doubt, it's Crisis on Infinite Earth, and it's partially because that was my first big DC one. I feel like they did it right the first time. But I, I, hold on, before we do that, I do need to wax their car a little bit here. It's okay. absolutely down to Paul and Mike and the guests making the show so damn compelling. And you did something smart, Paul. It was about time, by the way. You did a show where you get to cover a bunch of fantastic stories, basically like an index show where Mike and I have both trapped ourselves, him with Superman, me with JLI, where we have to go grinding month by month month right and we get the not so great stories you just get to jump from big crossover to big crossover so you get to go to the fun stuff every single time and that was genius so it was mm -hmm. a great plan you you took a great way i love the scoring system it really makes you think about it differently the whole show has been an absolute joy and i thank you for letting me be part of it and i do understand that you know while mike's bragging about quantity it's really about quality anyway uh, i it's thank you for sharing it with all of us i guess is what i'm trying to say so, Mike, what, what is your favorite crossover? You know, similarly to you, it's the first one that I really experienced, which was Invasion. I love Invasion. Mm, okay. I, I, I love it's an alien invasion story with superheroes. There's right. like like high concept it works, but there were so many really cool moments within it because it was written by Keith, because Keith Giffen was kind of behind it. I know Bill Mantlo did the script, but it had like that quirky sense of humor that JLI has but in a giant crossover where it still worked and it had like hell yeah moments and you know you know and 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 you know everything they said on the show both positive and negative was right but for me man i remember being 12 years old and just i missed the first issue but i bought issues 2 and 3 and i was really into the superman books so it all seemed so like i was seeing the dc universe in action and you know i love crisis I like Zero Hour. Um, I, I think uh, Final Night actually is a is a uh, not underestimated, but uh, I, I don't think people give that crossover enough credit for being as good as it was writing wise. But man, if you just want balls to the wall, fun action, I I, I go with Invasion every single time. Totally understand. It, it's fantastic. And this ladder is clearly broken because Wonder Woman, the contest is almost as good as Invasion. That's not right. <sighs> the, it's the, the guests. Why do you do this, Paul, with these guests? Uh, and my final statement is this. It has been a joy to listen to Mike Garvey go from, I don't like Superman to reading issues of action comics. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I gotta admit when Mike was, was just like, I don't like, actually, I don't care when people say I don't <laughs> like Superman. Like I I could not care less about that kind of thing. It's just like, okay, you don't like Superman. That's fine. You know, not, not everybody, not everybody likes the same things I like, you know, not everybody likes stuffed crust pizza, but you know, 
but uh, but at the same time just hearing him kind of turn the corner on that uh guys you did you, you're kind of like siskoid and bass you did the lord's work and uh <laughs> i just appreciate it i want to raise a glass to the unsung hero we haven't said enough about in this episode as well uh dr herpes simplex 10 you've been absolutely the glue that held the whole thing together so thanks guys congratulations on this amazing achievement yes dr horatio hornblower i salute you i i heard the word genius a lot <laughs> Yeah, well, I just want to say that. Yeah, I think we had a really good structure having lots of different people involved. So that I think Mm -hmm. that really worked strongly for us. Um, I counted, we had like about 80 people involved with the show over all our episodes. 80 different podcasters, you know, and, you know, people, I made friends through this. I met people. um, There's a couple who aren't with us anymore, unfortunately. um, Mm. Reggie and Professor Zoom. Um, You know, so enormous contribution to to the show and it kept me going because you know uh, there were times where uh, you know I needed you know to hear people who who loved things that I wasn't quite loving or you know just different opinions and some really you know so some of the episodes some of the best episodes came from the different voices we had on and uh, different opinions and things like that yeah and um, yeah it it was uh, great Uh, Shag Crisis on Infinite Earth oh what a shock oh never saw that coming um yeah, I'm glad you liked our approach and everything. Uh, Bailey Invasion, yes. Zero Hour, no. Uh, Final Night, yes. Um, yeah, but Wonder Woman the Contest, yeah. That, uh, that was uh, guest hosted by uh, Frank and Ange when um, I was stuck in um, in America. For, yes. I went to Heroes Con, Mike. Have you been to Heroes Con as well? I have been to Heroes Con as well. We must have just missed each other. Yeah, I don't think we've done this joke for a little while, so it's just lovely. I've never heard, I've never heard yeah. this joke before in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this show has always been about. It's been on, built on a bed of uh, you know fresh jokes, hasn't it? <laughs> fresh jokes and fresh beats, because Paul is now going to beatbox for us. I'm not going to beatbox for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um... And yeah, you're reading Superman books, which makes Mike very happy. The other yes. Mike, not you. Michael Bailey. Yes. Michael Bailey, yeah. Too many mics. There's too many mics on this stage, and none of them are plugged in. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Doctor Herfenstuff. Now we, you know, he he's been a trooper. He's shown he, up, he, shown he's up for every ep. Every ep, he's been here. You know, you've put him through a lot. Um, you know, he's tried his best to help you, you know? Yep. Uh, um, but yes, uh, Dr. Herfenstörfner, which is his actual name, everyone, um, <laughs> he keeps asking me to remind the listeners of that, and they still trip over it somehow. Yeah, I don't know where that started, but, you know, people uh, getting his name wrong, I'm not sure how that came about. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't grind his gears at all, you know? He's he's a strong man. He, he does the best he can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I tip my hat to Dr. Herfin Schaffner. Yeah. Integral part of the show and uh, the healing process, you know, for, for you and your mental health. So. <laughs> it's, it's been a work. Uh, doing the Lord's work there, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, Mike, I just want to say thank you to you for the name of the show. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pointed out what a great name it was. I When we were doing this, I was... Uh, Marching pretty down hard the path of uh, every event ever. Um, mm. yeah, DC every event, DC Triple E, 
and I thought that was pretty uh, a pretty sick schmick name, and I was pretty proud of myself. And it, you, it was a good effort, you know. You yeah. Don't, that, yeah. And you said to me, "I don't like the name," and I, you know. Did I say that? Yeah. You, you said it in a, a kind, fairly kind, rude way. I, I, I think I may have actually said, "How about DC?" No, no, OCD? no. This is how it went. I said, "Will you come up with something better?" <laughs> That's what I said to you. Right. And then you came up with DCOCD. Mm. <laughs> oh, you bastard. And it is a better name. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't hold a grudge. No, not at all. Yeah, not I, at all. I put Clearly. the grudges in my pocket so I can carry them around without holding them. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the list, Garvey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, feeling I'm well aware of. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's another day ending in why I make another mortal enemy. God, I, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, it just it just seemed to make sense, you know. It just it rolls off the tongue. It um, it does what it says on the label. So, oh. in a nice, distinct manner. I hate working with people smarter than me. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Likewise, I I would also like to give a shout out to all the different guest hosts we've had on this show. Because as you as you said, I think that's what's made the scoring valid. I think to have people who either are a fan of of one of the events or aren't, you know. And we've had differing views, but the scoring has been reflected really well, no matter who we've had on the show. Mm. So uh, I tip my hat to to all the our guest hosts as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. It was delightful from the start, the enthusiasm that our listeners had for the show and, you know, some of the listeners became participants and, you know, I I actually regret that at the start I was just getting our um, semi or semi OCD people just to uh, send in, you know, written uh, statements that we read. Mm -hmm. Because I think it really added something to when we started having the semis on the show itself, and I wish we'd done that from the start. Because, well, uh, you know, yeah. live and learn, live and learn. Yeah, it, it evolved into the beautiful beast that it is today. It did, did yes, yes. It involved evolved into this thing that <laughs> on rails in the water. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to let on that rails. go. <laughs> All right. Um, we might play a promo or a few promos from people because we haven't been playing promos on our shows for ages. So there's a backlog of promos that we owe people to. So mm. there are other podcasts out there, people. We're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, listen to these and go listen to them. Listen to, I mean, listen to the promos, then go listen <laughs> yeah. to the show. Just yeah. play the promos. Okay. <laughs> A world on fire. An all-star squadron podcast. Join your hosts, Billy D. And Herman, as we take a deep dive into the seminal DC comic series created by Roy Thomas and Rich Buckler. We'll be covering the series issue by issue, spotlighting our favorite characters. And talking about the historical tie-ins as well. So join us every month in... A World on Fire and All-Star Squadron podcast. Coming in December 2020 to a podcatcher near you.
There's something like 115,000 English language podcasts in the world, and no doubt hundreds of them are aimed at the comic book genre. There are sci-fi comic podcasts. Horror comic podcasts. War comic podcasts! But do you know what we need? Two guys crazy enough to combine those fields and make a podcast of their very own? Yes. It's the answer to a question no one asked, so that's why we are answering it. Such a gaping hole in the podcast landscape must be filled post-haste. Did you really just use the word post-haste? The Weird Warriors podcast covers the Weird War Tales comic book series published by DC Comics from 1971 to 1983. Along the way, we'll also check out other horror and war comics published by DC, Marvel, Charlton, and any other targets that may present themselves to us. I have the war books, and he has the horror books. So if you're ready to take a nice, relaxing look at the hell of war in comic book form from the age of the caveman to the distant future, then report for duty by subscribing to the Weird Warrior Podcast, brought to you by the Brothers Flea, wherever fine podcasting provisions are issued. Vampires. Aliens. Dinosaurs. Alien dinosaurs. There's something for everyone. General Sherman said war is hell, but do you know what else is? weird for our purposes yes so tune in to the weird warrior podcast today do it that's an order yes sir don't call me sir i work for a living but we're not getting paid for this Dang. well i'm max and i'm rich and we're going to be bringing you the weird warriors podcast where we will promise to make war no more the justice league wouldn't help him so batman formed a new team these people of power are all looking for something, be it their past, or a purpose, or simply somewhere to fit in. These are the heroes for a troubled age. They are the Outsiders. We are the Outsiders! Covering Mike W. Barr's 1983 series from the very beginning, as they face villains no other team can, like Agent Orange, the Force of July, and the Nuclear Family. <laughs> Puns. This is The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. Look for us with The Huntress Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or listen at our website, thehunterspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at BatOutcasters. We are the Outcasters because to live outside the law, you must be honest. Alright, we are back. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere actually. The way this works is it's just a, few, a couple of seconds and you know, even though you spent some time listening to promos we just had a couple of seconds because it, it's it's hard to it's... But, but, but they, they, they don't need to know how the sausage gets made just just, just enjoy the sausage yeah oh, why don't you pull back the curtain further oh, okay yeah no don't, don't don't they don't need to know how we pick the sausages off the tree um monorail <laughs> alright Mike your number one your, your top DC event. What is it? Uh, okay. This was uh, so many good events, um, but one that is very dear to me for 
a lot of reasons and is just a fantastic tale. My number one event is 52. Whoa! Pretty much for the same reasons as, as you said, although clearly I love it more and think higher of it because um, I've got good taste. It's a sprawling, <laughs> massive event. There are stories taking place on Earth, in outer space. It, they, it, they stuck the landing. So, they, they just did it. There's a massive cast uh, that again shows that the DCU has fantastic stories to offer outside of the the, the big three and the Je- Justice League. Because yeah, we get these kind of secondary characters stepping up and coming to the fore. And it, it, as you said, it meanders all over the place, but it comes together and it's, I don't think there is a, a dull moment or page across all 52 issues of this story. Um, it's, it's a fantastic read. And yeah, I, I, if, if someone wanted, if someone said to me, Hey, what's, what's the big DC story you would recommend to me? Um, I would be shoving this in their hand straight away. And I would be saying, this doesn't have, you know, your, your normal, this doesn't have many of the names that you'll recognize, but it's fantastic stuff. Um, and just, just roll with it. Uh, yeah. A- and another reason this series is so special to me is that you very kindly got me the last couple of trades <laughs> that I needed for it whilst you were at Heroes Con of all places. <laughs> I've been to Heroes Con, mate. Yes, so have I. <laughs> have we not discussed this before? Um, yeah, so th- there's that, that emotional thing that, you know, my, my, my best mate uh, tracked them down for me uh, while he was on holidays, um, which means a lot to me. And the the and I think you even got some of them signed on the inside. Sorry, it's been a while since I've looked at them. Um, you know, so there's that personal emotional connection there. But 52 itself, uh, look, I love it to bits. It's, I love that there are so many different scenes going on and you duck in and out and, oh, it's, I want to reread it right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 52 was the capstone of a really good run that DC had. So, you know, it's sort of the lead up to uh, Infinite Crisis, Infinite Crisis itself, and then 52, you know, bam, what a, what a great streak. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, the, the the writing is fantastic. The the art is for the most point fantastic. Um, there's a, there's a there's a little bit of, um, you know, it, it it's all great stuff regardless. Um, yeah. So I I would highly recommend Fifty Two to those that have not read it. And yeah, it's it's my number one. Mm. What That's... about you, Paul? Uh, all right, my number one. It's I, I thought I want to have a traditional event. Like, you know, one that, you know, just things come together, things, you know, happen, good good uh, conclusion. And I went with DC 1 million. I think it's, a, yeah, I think it's a, a clever event. It's it's Grant Morrison, but it's not, uh, I don't know what's going on, Grant Morrison. It's, uh, you <laughs> know, it's pretty easy to, to cope with. It has some fun stuff. It has some clever stuff. It brought a lot in. It did a lot of creativity. It made books participate, but not in the usual, let's disrupt everything you're doing, but, you know, let's show the future of, you know, something yeah. a long way down the track, and, you know, there's, you know, 
future, uh, there's you know present day Aquaman stuck on the the water planet of Neptune and things like that. This is yeah. you know, it's just so so. I don't know. The scope of it is fantastic, and you know the central book itself is great. But you know there's so much to enjoy in the tie-ins, and yeah, it, it's just a really good time. Good time, yeah. and um, ties into the JLA run, ties into uh, Starman, one of my favourite comic series of the day. Um, you get the Fantastic Hitman one million issue in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really good period for DC. It was. Yeah. Really love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Excellent choice, sir. Mm. Okay. Um, well, that's the end. I want. I mean, I apologise. I haven't listed every single person that participated in this show. There are too many, and uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, thank you to everyone. I, I want to thank you if yes. you took part in the show, if you accepted my invitation. Some people I reached out to had never heard the show, and, uh, you know, they said, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, one person said, how much do you pay? And I never got called them back. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just thanks to everyone who got involved in the show. Thanks to the people who listened. Some some of our listeners, you know, became our best friends right at the get-go. You know, we had some people came over from Waiting for Doom, our Doom Patrol podcast, and, you know, we met a lot of people, and, yeah, it, it's been a great time, great ride. Um, I'm really, really uh, pleased with how this, uh, this crazy podcast turned out, and, you know, everyone who took part. And thank you, Mike, for your, you know involvement i you know i think sometimes i pushed you out of your comfort zone because you didn't have every single event like i do yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you made me read some stuff too. i did make you read some stuff um yeah but yeah it, it's it's been a good ride um yeah. uh, and thank you paul for the initial idea because I thought it was crazy at first. I was like, "Ah, oh, another show, another podcast idea, what?" And then it was—it's—it's it's become the beautiful beast that it is. I don't know why I keep referring to it like that. But, beautiful um, beast. Yeah, yeah. It's—it's a—it's a boop. A boop. A beast of a podcast. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, yes. Yes. So, so thank you for the initial idea. Um, yeah, and it—it's—it has been a fantastic, fun ride, and. Yeah, I, I, I echo your thanks to everyone that's been involved, whether um, joining us here uh, to host the show and, and share their thoughts and their scores, um, or those that have listened. It's 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 been a fantastic ride. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, well, feeling a bit teary, Mike. Um, oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll be back. We will be back. I don't know how long we're going to wait. Um, yeah, but the, the event train doesn't stop. No, it it will dock at port. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, airports for the train to land in. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we're just waiting for the tugboats to push the plane into the harbour. Yeah. yeah, but we, we will be back, um, and we will, you know, the uh, DCOCD Phase 2 will happen but in the meantime we have we have shows for you to listen to so don't panic stop panicking everyone get down off that table put the chair down <laughs> step away from the ledge <laughs> don't loot um <laughs> so what else do we have mike well if you head over to waitingfordoom.com you can uh find our other shows those being waiting for doom the show 
which is our Doom Patrol related podcast. Uh, so there's 165, I believe, episodes there covering every issue of the Doom Patrol and the TV show as well. What a time to be alive. Who ever thought we'd have a Doom Patrol TV show, which is coming back soon. Mm. Um, so yes, you can check out Waiting for Doom if you're curious or you love the Doom Patrol. Uh, we also have on the, the Gary show, which is Paul and I talking about mostly non-comics related stuff. Yep. And a bit of weird and wonderful things that happen in our lives, like owl penises. <laughs> <laughs> owl, not owl. Yeah, owl as in hoot hoot, not as in, <laughs> ow, I've been hit by a penis. Sorry. Um, going off the monorail. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also Dial F for Flanger, which is uh, uh, Paul's new chat show. Um, you'll have to tune in to find out why it's called <laughs> Flanger. Um, and, yeah, then there's also this show, the DCOCD podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, I've been guesting around a bit. Like I've been slutting myself out to other podcasts. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can hear me on a Wild Pod, a Wild Dog podcast recently. So um, we're looking at um, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye and the appearances of uh, Wild Dog in those. So mm-hmm. if, if you're one of the fans of Wild Dog, one of the four of us, um, you might want to listen to that. And uh, I think I've got an upcoming Fire and Water Presents with Shag on Ooh. something. That I'll, I'll, I'll let you wait and hear what that is. So. Oh, suspense. Ooh. Yep. So, Mike, where, where can people find you? If they, uh, they can find me online uh, at AvantGarve on the Twitters um, and lurking around on uh, at WFDPod with Wilfred, our sentient show Twitter account. Um, and, and that's where you can pretty much find me these days. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm reading underscore Hicks, H-I-X, on Twitter. That's mostly where um, you'll find me. And I, you know, I can't stop tweeting dumb things. You've heard me say some dumb things. I actually write dumb things as well. So. <laughs> wow, you're a double threat. Get in on that. Yes. Why you can. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm. If you've listened to me and you remember what I've said, I'm in your memory. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, we we still want to hear from you guys. Uh, you can email us at dcoc dcocdcast at gmail.com um, there's the at website waitingfordoom.com you can, there's show posts for every single episode there you can leave things there um, yeah and you, we're at dcocdcast on twitter but uh, you can just use any of our accounts because we'll find them um, yeah but um, yeah I'll have another dial F for Flanger soon um, and Mike and I are ever hopeful that the Doom Patrol will return in some sort of comic form form sooner or later we've had the October solicits and that's a big nup um, but surely yeah. surely they're working on something surely surely you would think with season 3 of the TV show imminent that they would have had some corporate synergy type thing going on but no 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 alright Mark quickly off the top of your head what's your number 24th event Oh, God damn you. <laughs> uh, JLA Avengers. Oh, whoa. Hey. 
Sorry. Uh, I'm using that particular brand of magic of mine, which is fucking chaos magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say day of judgment. No, uh, this isn't official. No, we've, we're done. We're done. No, we're done. We're Stick done. a fork uh, in us. We are done. Um, thanks for joining us, and keep on eventing. Keep on eventing. Love you all. Love you, Mike. Love you, Paul. Bye. Monorail! <laughs> <laughs>